Tech Tom has hit the button. You know, Tech Tom, I'm liking having you on here. Can we just like kick Jester to the curb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah? I, I, you know, you've got a good uh, radio voice too. Yeah, you do. You do. He's <laughs> blushing right now. Welcome to episode two of my podcast, Deanna Cruz Unfiltered. I am Deanna Cruz. And well, as you can tell, we're getting to know each other a little bit more and getting familiar with each other's voices. And who are these people? Well, Cindy's a good friend of mine. She is a nurse and she also does CrossFit with me. That's how we initially met. And there's Tech Tom. He's behind the music, behind the production and all the good stuff. We'll get to know him. But in this episode, we're talking about pursuing our passion, pursuing our dreams. And do we ever give up on that? Or do we just keep going? Find out. Deanna Cruz Unfiltered, episode two. Here we go. (laughs) Summer send-off party (laughs) with Nurse Cindy in Tech Tom. Um, Yeah. Uh, How was the rest of your summer, Cindy? (laughs) Seems like you've been busy up through... uh, at the end of September. Yeah, I don't really know the the last time we talked, but yeah, I've been to Europe and back and working and school just started again. So, you know, back to the grind, but it was a, little a short stressed summer. Out. Stressed out, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, to Europe as well, not with you, Cindy, but uh, yeah, <laughs> went there, came back, and uh, and then here I am, back to the grind too, but not as crazy as you. And you did Portugal, right? And I did Portugal, yeah. You did? Croatia, um, Siena, Italy, and Montenegro. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Tech Tom, how was Colorado? Very good, yeah. <laughs> he stayed uh, within the U.S. <laughs> yep, yep. Still got to see a lot of sightseeing. Um, we went on a train ride that was really nice, right down by the Colorado-New Mexico border. Okay. Um, it crosses the border 11 times over 65 miles. It takes most of a day to go, and we had lunch along the way. And yeah. we were up in the high country, so we got to see the leaves change. And wow. It was, it was beautiful. It was yeah, really nice. see, Tech Tom was um, the technical guy behind the scenes on our first round of our podcast, and we really, really really tried to get him to talk and uh, this time around he has no choice <laughs> i made him get on the mic so yeah welcome tech tom yeah, thank you yes, yeah now welcome. we're gonna have to post his picture up and then all the ladies are gonna be like hey <laughs> um uh, one thing i wanted to talk about today was uh pursuing your passion and what you love in life um i think this is something that's been on my mind for the past year um, over a year. Uh, it's the reason why I moved out to Seattle was, uh, to pursue my radio career. And I thought that, you know, oh, this is going to be a great step forward. And, um, and then, then things happen, you know, and doing this podcast is going back into the things that I enjoy to do, enjoy doing and, um, kind of feeling a little bit more fulfilled in the things that you love. So yeah. What are the things I love? I love communication. I love meeting people. I like knowing their story because I feel like everyone has a unique story. You know, even as simple as, Hey, why did you move to Seattle or why did you, you know, um, and, and getting to know that I think is, is huge. So, uh, I wanted to start by finding out what your passions are. I think I know what yours is, Cindy, <laughs> but maybe there's more there. And sex Tom, maybe I know, but I think there's, you'll surprise me. So, uh, Cindy. Tell me, should we start with you guessing what you think? Um, I think obviously you're, I, you're in school right now to be a nurse practitioner. So, um, I, I, I know you love helping people. You actually put people first before you, I've noticed that a lot. Um, so I think your passion is really helping, helping other people. Like you're probably, 
you are definitely not selfish. Like if somebody ever said that about you, I'd be like, punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you say that about my friend? You're very caring. And I've said this to you in the past that I have met people. Um, and then they tell me they're a nurse and I'm always like, Oh, that makes sense. She's like my friend, you know, my nurse Cindy, like, you know, because I think there's a certain quality, um, that you have to have to be a nurse compassion and just like very easy to talk and you, you have all those qualities. So is that your passion? Well, yeah. Um, people are, is definitely my passion. Uh, my mom likes to attribute it to her advice to me. The first time she sent me off to sleepaway camp, she said to introduce myself and say hi to everybody. Uh-huh. And that's how I'd make friends. And oh, so that's what she said. Your mom said that she says it still. I don't uh, know if that was true, but she likes to say it's because of her. Because oh, I do try to meet everybody and talk you do. to people. Yeah. Um, but also travel, like I really love travel. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when I know we're going to go a little, um, more into depth with this, but, um, not giving up on your dreams. Right. And, uh, a few years back, I saw a job listing for a nurse on a private yacht mm-hmm. and, um, from the time I applied for it to the time I got it, it was two years. And um, you applied for it and then it took two years to actually get the job. So I applied for it. I had like 10 interviews. I really, yeah. Face to face phone. Um, it dragged on for two years, this interview process. So I, I didn't get the job after like maybe three months of interviewing. They said they wanted somebody with yachting experience. <laughs> And, um, and so I just thought, oh, well, obviously that was like a once in a lifetime thing. I wasn't going to get it. But then they reached back out to me like six months later and was like, Hey, we got this other opening. We liked you. Do you want to apply for it? I did again, crazy amount of interviewing. Somebody flew from Australia to Miami to meet with me for coffee. I thought it was in the bag. Didn't get the job. Are you serious? But that's when I was like, you know, that's when I realized this was something I really wanted. Uh huh. And I quit my job. What I, were you doing at the time? Were, were I was you a nurse? a nurse? Yep. I was a intensive care unit, open heart kind of unit uh, nurse on mm-hmm. Miami Beach. And I um, took a two-week training, which you need to have to work on a yacht. And it's uh, like 1200 bucks or something. I couldn't afford it at the time, but I did it. <laughs> put and, put um, that on the credit card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, because I was like, well, if, you know, I, I need to get this thing. So I did it. And uh-huh. then I started doing travel nursing. I took a contract out here and um, and I started, then I started bugging them. And I, and I was like, since we last talked, you know, I've done this, this, this. And, um, and they were like, well, actually weird that you, you know, our headquarters is here in Seattle. Why don't you come see us? So did you know that the headquarters were here? Of course. (laughs) And, um, and so yeah, met him face to face. And after two years, you know, I got the job and I, after two years of the initial interview. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. It was. I wish you had shared that all these stories I have of you, of me, um, applying for these radio jobs and going to interviews. It's like, nah, it's like, it ha- had you told me that, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, I it beat me down for sure. Yeah. It definitely beat me down, but, um, I just kept plugging away doing nursing. I love nursing, right? but I, I really wanted to that. travel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it combined both of your, right. uh, of your passions. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how long were you on the, on the, on the boat? Two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Five, you, five months on, one month off. And you went all over the world, basically. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Name me one place you have not gone. Antarctica. 
Oh, okay. All right. So do, is there a boat that goes there that we can get her on a yacht? Yeah. <laughs> they kept promising we would end up going there. That's why yeah. I stayed for as long as I did, but I finally had to give up. <laughs> so have you basically been to all the continents then? Um, except in, in yeah. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Maybe I should go do radio around the world. <laughs> That'd be fun. Essentially. That is kind of like this, uh, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Is you can listen from around the world. How about we do yes. that? We take it on the road. We pick all these, we go to Antarctica cause that's the first place you want to go. Right. Yeah. So we'll like, get that out of the way and we all pick, you know, one country and we just broadcast from there. Yep. Tie it into like a Instagram yeah. kind of thing and then do the, that and then yeah. do this. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, first, let me find a travel agency. We will sponsor that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> tech Tom, what's your passion? Um, I would say it's this whole tech thing. It's microphones. It's audio. It's oh, so the nickname Tech Tech Tom it, it actually fits fit, perfectly. Yeah. And I've I've oft, I've thought about it more recently. Um, because mm-hmm. when I was growing up as a kid, going through high school, my family was very sports oriented, you know, it was, did football. you play sports? Was, I played sports. What'd yes. you play? Uh, football, basketball, all varsity on high school and all oh. that stuff. Yeah. But it was a big focus on like growing up to like, Oh, go to practice, weightlift and do all this stuff. Yeah. And I look back at it now and I'm like, they were really pushing hard for that, but it wasn't like I was going to get to the next level. You have to be very special to get to the college level Yeah. and even more, more special, special to go to the next level, right. to the big level. So at the same time as that was happening, I started tinkering with other stuff and I wish that I could have seen it in myself or had somebody seen it in me that that was where my real passion was, was messing around. And I have all kinds of little stories. One that I love is... Wait, um, wait, wait. Before you go into yes. that, did you ever play any music, instruments, any of that stuff? So I played an orchestra since like the fourth grade. Uh, okay. Violin, viola, and stand-up bass. So okay. Bass, okay, yes. okay. So I had music kind of going on, but as while much as... While also playing sports. While also playing sports. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then how did you get more into the techie side of things? So I just... As doing music and playing in bands, you have to know how to plug stuff in and make stuff work. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, none of my other bandmates are going to do this. So let me figure out how to do this. Yeah. So it was, uh, um, super fun. Super. I, I love it. I love plugging stuff in like that. And I think it came on early too. If I look back on specific moments, um, we were playing basketball. I think it was sophomore or junior year and I was on the JV team, mm-hmm. but I like to run like the sound effects and the microphone and the PA for the varsity. So after the game on JV, I would go dress back out and then sit behind the stands with all the audio equipment and run the whole system for. <laughs> For the varsity games. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And if I look back on that now, I'm like, oh, like that could have been a career right there. Right, right, right. Jumped, and I did. I basically jumped into it now. So did you ever DJ? Were you ever like a, a DJ? Did you throw parties and then you were the guy who was picking the music at all or no? Not so much. No. I mean, I, I enjoy it now having to choose some music and try to be more relevant, more on top of what's popular yeah, yeah. and stuff. But no, not so much as uh, I would rather take the what the DJ does and amplify it correctly to the audience. Right. And so it doesn't yes. sound distorted or yes. like over. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, and so now you, you do that as a passion, but you, what you, what do you currently do? Yep. I work at American music in, mm-hmm. in Fremont. So I, um, I'm assistant manager of the retail store and then I do, uh, the rental building and stuff. So we do all of the, um, backline requests for bands. We do, if somebody wanted, you know, a backyard, uh, system for like a party for like 30 or 40 people, we can give you speakers to like plug your phone into and all the way up to festivals in town. We do some of the bigger festivals and stuff. So, oh, so this is why Jeffster rooms with you. I see. Yes. Yeah. That's why they're <laughs> roommates because, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure he can use a few things from you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, can you get a few mics? for us um in down the line right if you uh fast forward 10 years where do you see your your career career being yep i like um there's a, a guy that i work with named terry and he has been a fixture in seattle music scene for over 30 years mm-hmm. i mean the guy's just been around and everybody knows him in all the clubs he has installations in most places and stuff so it would be fun to be part of a large community of a major city and stuff and 
I'm kind of well on my way to get there. I'm starting to meet the right people, shake the mm-hmm. right hands, and uh, solve problems. That's basically what they do. They have a problem, they call me. Do you see yourself in Seattle in 10 years? I, I would love to. You would yeah, love to stay absolutely. here? And you're originally from Colorado? Colorado. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I moved out here with the band. Yeah. That's, that's typical, like, get in, get in the van, <laughs> let's go to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and Sydney, you're originally from uh, Miami, but do you see yourself staying here in the next 10 years? I think so. Yeah. I, it's not as concrete as his answer, but right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I well, I mean, Jeff starts trying to pull him to LA, you know, yeah. so we may lose him, but he better not. Just yep. leave me the mics, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They talk about the city changing quite a bit here with yeah. more tech. Um, uh, the uh, um, like the price of of renting cost and of stuff living, is going. Yeah. Cost of living is going up mm-hmm. quickly, so um, it is getting different than it was. I thought a lot of people who have been here before or have been here for a long time, they're like, oh, "I'm getting out. I don't like this city yeah. anymore," yeah. and they're all weird about it. But it has a magic to me still. Like I still drive downtown at night and look up at the Space Needle. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's real! It's, yeah. we're here!" and so yeah, I love I it. And that I, way too. Yep. I yeah. The space, needle, the space needle does something to me every time I see yeah? it. Yeah. Every time. To me, it's funny because, um, I mean, I, I went to school in Boston and I lived there for like 10 years. And to me, that's how I feel when I see Boston and I see that sicko sign. It's always like, Oh, that's home. Oh, that's home. Because I used to like, I went to Boston university and I lived right down the street. So when I, I first moved to Boston, I was so lost. I didn't know where the hell I was. I'd always just follow the sicko sign. I was like, no, I know I live right there. So I would always follow it. Um, I don't live by the Space Needle, so I can't say that. <laughs> it's too expensive over there. Yes. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that same feeling. Seattle, I mean, I've been here for three years now. How about you? Ten years. Ten years? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And you, three. three years, yeah. The two of us, Cindy and I met in CrossFit, and um, I liked her because she was from the East Coast, and we both moved around the same time. Right. And I was like, hey, can we be friends? <laughs> yeah. So do you ever think uh, and, and kind of reconsider um, maybe giving up on your passion and being like, you know what? Screw this. I want a nine-to-five job, or I want something that's a little bit more secure. Um, especially, I say that because, obviously, my career um, is in radio, and it fluctuates all the time. One day, you may have a job. The next day, you're, you're gone, you know? And then you're like, What's next? Yep. You know, what's I think next? People who have passion for what they're doing, there is no nine to five. It's just you're waking up and you're going to bed. And in the meantime, you're doing stuff that you enjoy. And some of it may be really hard work, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you're like, you know, it, it, it isn't a nine to five and it's never would be. Mm-hmm. Um, even saying that, as you said, the nine to five, people talk about, I, we always joke with the white picket fans, dog in the yard. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and living out here for as long as I have, I've noticed some stuff that I don't think that, that you you have to be that. I think that was pounded into us from a very early yes, age that yeah. that's the way we have to live. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go to other countries, it isn't like that. I've been to a few other countries and it seems like people there, um, they don't abide by that, that rule. It's mm-hmm. just do what makes you happy and, you know, and, and be happy in doing it. And, and your job is not necessarily in other countries. I feel like your job isn't really a career. It's just a means of paying the bills and getting food on the table and your family's probably first. Yes. You know, I see that a lot in like Portugal and with my family, I, you know, they have this job, but that's not their career. That's not what their passion is. Um, but their family is, so they put that first instead, yes. you know, yeah. but, uh, Cindy, have you ever thought about like saying, screw this? I don't want to, do, I don't want to do nursing anymore. No, because nursing is really part of my passion. But, um, sometimes I, I feel like, yeah, I want to like go do nursing abroad again. Yeah. Um, do you I think you ever will maybe? Yeah. I think, um, when I graduate in March, 2020, mm-hmm. and I'm a family nurse practitioner. Um, I'll probably look into like what the World Health Organization has. Yeah, I was going to say, would you travel with one, uh, with the organization and I go would. to these? Yeah. Yeah. I can I see would. you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very torn between, 
uh, wanting to like save the world and travel and do stuff that might not make me tons of money. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like wanting to have a nice clinic that I can have a nice picket fence because yeah, that's yeah. what you're yeah supposed to have right? the standard of like am I doing well am I not doing well even though you know like you said that's that's really not how it should be um but you you feel like maybe well I think for you it's gonna be paying back those um grad <laughs> loans and stuff um that's gonna be on your list so if going um and being a nurse or going you know working for these uh world organizations is gonna help pay for those I think you may do it I will sign my life away and then you would open up your own practice which by the way I will be one of your patients yes yes um <laughs> we were talking about living in Seattle um and how a lot of people are feel like or want to move out because the cost of living is getting so expensive here. And recently, um, the uh, minimum wage in Seattle, uh, has gone up, uh, to 15 bucks. Um, and I, I was listening to some, uh, this conversation and they were, they were all commenting and saying how like, Oh wow, $15. That's a lot. This is this and that. And I will say this, I get paid minimum wage. Cause like I said, I have a part-time job right now in retail and even if I did 40 hours a week, it would not, it is not enough to pay my bills. And I am not paying, I am nowhere close to paying what, you know, um, what you're paying in rent or what Cindy's paying in rent. Like I could, if I, I don't know how I would do it. Like if you, if you're getting paid minimum wage, you're doing 40 hours a week. If you don't live with two, three, four other people, you're not going to be able to afford rent. You can't live on your own. You can't. You would just be paying to have a roof over your head and not enough money for food, for water, for like, if you wanted to, you know, I, I do CrossFit, but it's like something I, en like, I enjoy doing that and I need it for my sanity because I feel like if I didn't do CrossFit, I'd probably be on a bunch of meds, you know? So it's like, which, where's the balance here? You know, that's my outlet. That's what makes me, gives me my checks and balances. That's what's, you know, so no, 15 bucks an hour, that's not enough. And is it just rent? Do you think rent's the main culprit for like taking the money that we earn? Or is it, you know, is it little nickel and dimes along the way? The gas, the groceries? I mean, is all that higher too? Or is um, it just? I mean, you, uh, you're on the same, in the same boat, basically. Mm -hmm. yep. Retail, mm -hmm. right? Um, Absolutely. And I feel like, uh, yes, gas, I feel like gas is high everywhere. It's not just in yeah. Seattle. Do you agree? Yeah. And then nickel and diming, Starbucks. Like the yeah. unnecessary Starbucks we pick up all the time. Yeah, too. but you know what? I'm not spending a hundred dollars <laughs> a month on Starbucks. I'm not. I think that it goes. My paycheck will go. Okay, did I pay my health insurance? You know, which covers nothing, by the way. It's like I had to switch um, uh, doctors because oh, this doctor doesn't accept that insurance. Oh, we're at our capacity with this. Like it's just ridiculous, you know. Because I'm um, so it's health insurance. It's then you know you have your cell phone bill. I don't even have cable because I can't afford cable. So I just I use <laughs> Cindy's Netflix. <laughs> so I, I got rid of that. my cable too, but yeah, I got yes. Netflix and Hulu, and I have a digital antenna, so I get the local stations. But I can't tell you how much I miss like being able to DVR something. Cause I know, you know, that, um, uh, this is us is going to be on and I don't want to wait till the next day to watch it and like, you know, watch it on the app. So, so yeah, those are all little, um, sacrifices, but I will say that since losing my job, I have, but I've always been like this too. I feel like I, I grew up with Portuguese parents and they just taught you how to like be frugal with your money, but it was like, okay, well I don't need that. That's not a necessity. You don't need cable. You know, you can survive, you know, without it. Or, um, I mean, then there's car insurance. There's like all these other things that you're like, ah, and I, you know, I feel like minimum weight, you can't pay for all that. You're not going to be, and God, if you're paying for a car too, imagine that if you're doing like oh, yeah. a car, car, car insurance, rent, uh, water, sewer, 
electricity, Mm -hmm. health insurance, pets. And if you have pets on top of it, I mean, I have two cats, so I think about it too. Like, well, if I, if I didn't feed them, hmm, (laughs) no, I'm just, I mean, but you know, you, I love their, their company. They're like my little babies. So I'm obviously gonna, you know, I'm like, I would never give that up. Yep. I, more, yeah. more and more people that are, I know they're uh, friends of mine that uh, don't have the tech jobs, the big money jobs yeah. and stuff. Uh, they do do a lot of what we call side hustles. It's just, yeah. Yeah. it's getting out. It's like, oh, now I'm off of this job. Let's see where I can pick up an extra couple of bucks. And right, so right. somebody needs some help and it always starts slow. I mean, you mean clean gutters or, or mow a yard if right, you can. Right. But if you have a little bit specialized talents, then you can get paid a little more. Yeah. But you end up just staying busy. There's no day offs. There's no time off. Right. It's just stay, stay busy. Yeah, stay busy. But then you say that, but going back to our passion, like I picked up this retail job, totally not my passion. And it, it, it drives me crazy because every day I'm almost reminded of, of what I don't want to be doing. Right. So it's like, uh, but when I do this, when I do this podcast, it reminds me you're good at what you're, what you do. Right. And where I want to be you know, again. So it's like, but so I go through this struggle, like we need to work to pay your bills. Right. So, I mean, so I pick up this retail job, but I hate it every time I go in there because my passion is not there, you know? So, um, I feel like for you though, your retail job, like that is your passion. Mm -hmm. So something you enjoy, you know? So, um, Cindy, that's your passion too. So even though it could be a struggle because, okay, you don't want to work. You're like, you're like, Mm -hmm. man, I don't feel working today. For me, it's like even harder for me to convince myself like, Hey, go to work. You need the money, so just do it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and, you know, I've been reading a lot of these like self help books and gratitude and all this stuff. And it's like, yes, I'm, I'm grateful that yeah. I have a job because, you know, I am, but it's, it doesn't, I read these gratitude books and I read these, um, these self help books. And I, no matter what, I still can't let go of what my passion is, which is like, which is, you know, radio, yep. which is talking. So it's like, okay, good. Yeah. I like it, but can I please get some more? Yep. <laughs> like, but so you're you know. making good steps. You're, you're choosing to come here. You're choosing to record stuff and, right. and podcasts. So I think you just, it's, it's going to be hard because you have to ramp that up and it'll be cutting into, you know, extra time that you thought you had, but now it'll just eat that away. And next thing you know, you'll be doing the, the, the job that you're boring and that you hate so much right. and then dumping all the rest of the time into this. But yeah. If that, this at least will leave you feeling a little better, a, a little more fulfilled, Yes, you know, and being able to, so for anyone who's struggling uh, and who's listening to this and being like, oh, well, I have my passion, but I don't want to try to at least find something you can do once a week that would kind of bring you back and remind you what your passion is and remind you like, no, no, this is what I want. And this is what I'm working towards. So just mm-hmm. speaking, cause that's, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> And also just a little advice too, um, because I have a few side hustles as well. You got a bunch of side hustles. Yeah, all nursing related. Like sometimes I go to the shipyard and give flu vaccines to the fishing fishing ships that come in or um, home health, IV infusion, just lots of side things. But that's because I know when I work too much in the ER, Mm -hmm. I become really angry all of a sudden. Mm. I don't enjoy it as much. I don't feel like my patience level is very high anymore. Your tolerance, tolerance, tolerance yeah, for, yeah, for patients and for providers and for my cohort, you know, yeah, all yeah. of that. So I don't pick up overtime in the ER. I stopped doing that a long time ago because I can, I don't enjoy it, and then it starts to stress me out. Whereas now I go in, uh, I pick up shifts here and there, right. as as well as all these other jobs. But I love going in. I'm looking forward to it. I love seeing my coworkers right. and, you know, it's so sometimes 
yeah, you got to grind and whatever, but maybe you can do two separate things. Something that's not going to wear you down where you feel so angry about it and just unhappy. And unhappy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, um, yeah. So for now, we'll just focus on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're in an interesting position too, because, um, we don't have families. We don't have things that would preoccupy us from, from spending time on chasing these ideas down. Right. And so I think that's, that is a wonderful thing in itself. And I'm not saying it's a, it's a better or worse thing. It just is a thing that is happening so we might as well capitalize on it right right no i agree and i like that you said it as a nice thing because sometimes i think as women you think and you're in your 30s and like oh all my friends have a family and kids Mm -hmm. like does that mean i'm not where i'm supposed to be right now or you know but i feel like i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be right right you do start to stack yourself up and look you know yeah well even with um you say that because then I, I look back and I feel like when I was still working in, in radio and I would look back, I'd be like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm really happy where I'm at in my career and uh, this is where I'm supposed to be. But then when I lost my job, it kind of makes you kind of think like, well, am I really supposed to be here? What should I do next? And like you your mind just starts going and it's the, <laughs> and I feel like, um, and I've talked to you about this and the, it's like, you almost go through this depression, like, cause you're like, but I, I know what I want, but I can't get there. And you start focusing on this one thing you really want. And you should, it's like, you're almost going crazy. I'm like, I'm going nuts here. Like, what is, what's my problem? So, and that's why I started with the self-help books and the gratitude and trying to be like, no, just, you've got to stay positive because, and I I keep saying this to my friends and they're like, shut up, you self-help guru. It's like, it's the intention, what you put out there Mm -hmm. and and it's the vibes you put out there. And then it all comes back and it all comes, you know, it's positivity. So uh, every day it's a struggle. Trust me. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, you know, but you, but every day, and I've said this to you, um, I get out of bed and I'm like, okay, CrossFit, because sometimes I'll wake up with just, just that negative energy and I'll go, I'll work out, kick ass, walk out of there. And I'm like, I got this, Yeah, you know? So, um, whatever it takes for you to feel like I got this, I think you should do it. Those endorphins are legit. I know. You've, you seen, you've you seen me work out. You don't ever like <laughs> swim in the negative energy, like just like dive in full on. Oh God. Like, yeah, man. We've yeah. had these phone conversations. I'm like crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yes, but we both do. Yeah. And, um, but I, th- I feel like for me, the last time that happened, I let it, I let, I, I let that happen for one day, almost 24 hours. And then I listened. It was funny. I listened to this, like, it was some, some, uh, podcast about depression and how you can be in control about it and whatever. And obviously I snapped out of it. It was weird. Cause I was like, it's like the switch. Like I just switched and I said, you know what? He's fucking right. And like, I was like, I just started focusing more on the positive. Like, well, you don't need that. And you don't need that. And just focus on this. If you know, this is what you want, then go after it. And yeah, your, your life right now, this period sucks. And one day you're going to look back at it and be like, man, I thought that was bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but I, I'm looking forward to getting over that. And, um, but I, I do, like, there's a lot of times like, um, like my, my nephew's birthday was this past weekend. Right. And I almost completely forgot about it. And so I was, I talked to my mom and she's like, yeah, I'm going over to Sandra's house for, you know, Jade's birthday. And I was like, oh my God, it's his birthday. And I am such a, a big person on birthdays. Like, I, I, everyone's birthday. Like, Oh, it's your birthday. Let's do something. Let's grab a drink. And the fact that that had almost, it wasn't even in my mind because I feel like I'm, I'm not at the place that I want to be at, that I can't celebrate any of these things. 
right? I, I, it almost took the joy out of these things that I should be happy about. And it's like, you know, I see all these stories on the news and about the, you know, um, today could be your last day. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like, you know, like this whole year passed me by and I didn't care about one thing. Like, no, when are you going to care when you, you know, you find out you have some terminal disease, like, mm -hmm. no, you have to focus on the now and, and, and be grateful for what you have right now, you know? Yeah. So, well, and like depression, um, can in yourself be a very selfish thing, you know, and mm -hmm. it's because you're so fixated on like these specific things that you're not achieving and, and you're not looking at the bigger picture, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it's like you said, it's good to branch out and just think about the people around you and your mm -hmm. friends and your family and the birthdays and right, like right. stop not that you're egocentric, but everybody can be, especially right, right. when they're feeling depressed because it's just, or they're going all, through something, you right, know, like right. they, yeah. And so that's when it's good to reach out to those friends and go to the parties you don't want to go to. Yeah. And force yourself to do these. I find that, um, when I start feeling like that, that I have to reach out and it's like, I have to go out and be with people. Cause the second, and it's just cause I'm very social, right? This, and I may not talk to them. I just, to be around people, it makes me feel a hundred times better. And that's one reason I love CrossFit too, is like, I walk in there and it's like, Hey D, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Hey, I'm back. You know, it's like, it's, and I'm not sure everyone feels like that. You know, if they, if like being, they like to be around people, but I know for me, it helps tremendously. And I'm like, all right, you got it. You're good. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a struggle. And I feel like I have my ups and downs, like I'll be fine and cruising along. And all of a sudden it's like something happens and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I asked if you ever just like dive in and swim in that, because I don't know if it's healthy, but that's typically the way I get through. Yeah. You, you indulge in sad. it. You exactly. Kind of so if, if you're feeling bummed out, you know, I just start to like, first it always starts with like, put on the saddest music I can oh. and just <laughs> like, just, just get into it and just get and emotional. Cry, get it, cry. And, and then it's like, Oh, what, what else can I do? That's super sad. Yeah. yeah. Just make some big food and get yeah. crazy. Or, you know, you start to do like the staring out the rainy window and you're in the movie and it's the moment that's the sad or go yeah. sit on a bench by yourself and just be alone. And I get did that the it. other day when I went for a run on Green Lake and I just, I was like, I put my, my iPod and I put the saddest song and I just sat there. I was like, okay, just let it out of your soul. Just yep. let it cry. Because I do, I feel like a good crying se session really, really helps. Yep. It, to me, I say cleanse the soul. Like, just get it out. Just get it out. Um, so yeah, yeah, you are right. I, but I feel like a lot of times I stop myself from doing that. Yep. Just because maybe the way I was raised or something is like, no, you're don't, don't shed a tear. You got this. Da, da, da. Or you know, and then I kind of force myself not to get, you know, get into my feelings. Yep. And you know? I've always approached it like if, um, if you're trying to like make yourself more sad, like I'm going to put on the sad music, mm -hmm. or I'm going to do something like that. You get kind of good at it. And then all of a sudden you're starting to be happy at how well you are at making yourself <laughs> upset. It's, the way, it's, it's interesting yeah. the way that it works and stuff. I also do it. And I also always, always remind myself that this is just a phase and it, it will is go. A phase, and yeah. sometimes it's a long phase, sometimes a short yes. phase. But again, if you're given this, and it's, it's almost a gift to feel like that the way yeah. I feel it is and you might as well use it and so when in my head I'm like oh is there can, can I write a song is there a song in me that I need to write grab mm -hmm. the guitar let's see if something in there oh and maybe I should paint a picture maybe I should do something you say that and I tell myself too I'm like you should blog right now because all these feelings are so raw and so real you need to just get yes. this out of your system yep. you know so and I haven't done that but I've been very close to actually like 
Hey, this is just putting it all out on my, on my blog and just, you know, just Mm -hmm. get it out, just get it out. And who I feel, I feel like our fear though, is then people's reaction to what you've written or the song that you, you know, you put together, like, Mm -hmm. and you know what, we have to stop thinking that way. And we need to just be like, let it, let it moment. Yeah. In the moment. And, and and I don't know, just show that real raw emotion. Cause that's what makes this human. Yeah. You know, well, and this is the super cliche thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like every single thing that you go through, no matter how hard or great it is, leads you to the next big thing. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. Yeah, no, I know. But it's like, you know, if, if uh, in nursing school, if this one lady didn't uh, make me retake her class because I was like sick a lot and missed her class, Mm -hmm. um, I would, I hated her because I didn't get to graduate with all my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but if that, those things didn't happen, like I wouldn't have been working and Miami beach when I was at the Mm -hmm. time I was, when I found out about that job and applied for it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. There was a lot of work that went into getting the job, but I would have never heard of it had I not been exactly where I was right then. Right. You know, like all these little things, like we wouldn't be sitting here at this table together. It sounds silly, but it's true. Right. One thing leads us to another and it's, it's hard waiting for right the good thing. But like, I feel like it's coming. Yeah. I, you say that. And it's funny because I look back to, uh, um, when I moved out here, uh, and I moved out here for radio and I think to myself, well, maybe you should have never moved out here. I've, that thought has never occurred to me because I've said to myself, well, I'm happy, you know, that I did. It, it allowed me to grow and I've met a really cool people, like, you know, some really good friends. So, I'm in the place now that I, I kind of think of, um, I'm in the process of being like, well, maybe I should just move back, move back home, move back to new England, you know, and I go back and forth. And to me, it's sort of like a struggle because I feel like I have a good base here right now. And, and then I, I tell myself, well, why are you going to move back home if you don't even have anything lined up there yet? So you're going to be in the same situation, probably even worse. Right. So just th- sit, sit and stay put, but I don't like sitting and staying put. Like I'm just very like, got to make things happen. You got to make things happen. And it's just like, I, I'm getting like antsy and anxious and I, and I, I don't want to see things happen, but I feel like it's not going on my, my timeline. It's going, it's going on someone else's timeline and I kind of have to let it, let it be, but man, it's a struggle. <laughs> and, and moving from Boston, obviously sad moving from the place that you're, uh, that you lived and grew up and right. stuff. But was it like a positive experience of moving away from there? Yes. Like when I, cause I, then I look back and I, think, well, how did you feel when you moved? Right. When I packed my stuff and I left, like, although I was sad because I was leaving, you know, I was leaving my parents, my sister, my family, my friends. Um, and, and I had, I was dating a guy back then too. I knew in my gut, like it was the right decision. Right. So it's like, yeah, I cried when I said bye to my parents and I I drove cross country, my sister, but I knew in my heart, I knew I was like, this is the right, this is you're doing, this is the right thing. Right. So it was hard, but I knew it was the right thing. I don't know if moving back, back home, if that's the right, like in my gut, I don't, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that, that, that feeling. Like when this job opportunity came up in Seattle and I moved out here, I was nervous about it. Although I knew it was a good opportunity. I was nervous and I was like, and I was afraid of change, but I was like, confront your fears. You want to move forward in life. Right. Mm -hmm. So just do it. And so I did. But now I'm at that point where I just, I'm not even getting one thing or the other. I just feel like, 
Maybe if I wait a little longer, it'll happen here or maybe it'll happen somewhere else. I mean, I, a job could turn up in, I don't know, Arizona or, you know, who knows, right? Miami. And then I'm there. Like, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't make a move until, until there's something out there for sure. Yep. Right. I have a friend that, um, I met a few years ago here in Seattle and his, uh, him and his wife moved from Hawaii. To, to Seattle, bigger town, bigger, uh, bigger stuff, more stuff to do. Right. And, um, he started to get really homesick within the first three or four years yeah. of being here. And so one day we're sitting down talking and I had to remind him, I'm like, you know, you came from a very small place out there. I mean, it's, it's a smaller island. There's not, there's, there's a lot to do, but there's not a ton to do compared to the city. And he's like, Oh yeah, but I miss it so much. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go through some stuff. Um, on your first day back, what, what would you do? He's like, Oh, I visit my family. And I'm like, Oh, that's great. You're going to spend time with your family. That'll probably take a day or two to get to see everybody. All right. And then what? And he's like, Oh, I would eat at the, my favorite favorite restaurants because I'm on back. I'm going to see it. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm like, cool. Day three, day four, um, day five, day six. And he's like, well, I, I don't know what I would do. And I'm like, yeah, you'll be in the same position you were before you left. Right. And granted, he moved from a small place to bigger. And you obviously, Boston's a much larger place uh, than, than Hawaii for sure. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea is that we came from somewhere to someplace new. And I think that yearning to go back and, and if it was to, mm-hmm. to go back to the place where you came from, it would only last for you know a week well, or two. before. Right. It's- because but it's a sense of security because yes. it's something you already know, yeah. um, you know. But I also toy with the idea because, I mean, I worked in, in radio for eight years in Providence. So it's like I have a bigger network there. I know, you know what I mean? So I feel like I have more connections. I can kind of work it more out there than, you know, here. Mm-hmm. So, um, that makes sense. You know, that's, that's why I go back and forth about it too. So I'm like, well, your network's out better and like bigger but you know when the snow comes you're gonna get pissed like (laughs) like you know but at least you got your duncan out there (laughs) yeah i was like well there's starbucks here you know so it's like i go back and forth uh, and at the end of the day and i was driving home yesterday this is when i felt like blogging too i was like you know you need to write a blog about, and I've said this before on the podcast about just my friends that I have. And I've said to, um, my mom has always said to me, gosh, man, you're so, you have, you're so lucky with your friends, you know? Cause then I, I also look at my sister and I'm like, well, she's got a couple good friends, you know, but it's different. Like I went away to school. I went to college. I kind of was always kind of on my own. Like once I was 18, I was out of the house. And, um, but I always, wherever I moved, I always made these, these connections and there's these relationships because to me, my friends represented my family. Right. Mm-hmm. So no matter where I, I went, like I'd have these people that were like family to me. And so here I feel like, like Cindy's like, like family to me. She's like a sister, you know, Kendall's like another sister to me. And then, uh, you know, there's Jeff. He's like, I'd say a bigger brother, but I feel like I'm his big sister. (laughs) (laughs) So like, you know, so there's these like, um, you know, and there's Rachel and then there's Ian. And I've noticed time and time again, when something does come up, there's one of my friends that just steps forward and it's like, holy shit. Like I have, I do really have great friends. And, um, and I don't know, a lot of, a lot of times people have said, you know, that shows the type of person you are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, I'm, I just, I, I will say that like out of everything that's happened in my life in the last year, year and a half, I'm like, I'm so grateful for my friends because I would probably have lost my ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I really would have, it's you know? your chosen family. Yeah. It's my chosen family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I, I, I went home back when did I, so I went to Portugal, but before that I stopped in, um, Connecticut. My parents lived there and, um, I don't think I ever want to move back to Connecticut. Like it was just this feeling of like, you know, and my, like I said, my sister, my nephew, my, my, my best friend from like middle school, that's, that's it. That's like, 
have an aunt and uncle, but I saw them in Portugal. But I was like, that, that's basically it. That's all I have in Connecticut. And I've never felt like I've never wanted to leave a place so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I left Connecticut at 18, I told myself, I'm never coming back. And I, I don't have that feeling to go back to Connecticut, like Boston, Providence, Rhode Island, like that, those areas. Yes. Um, but not Connecticut. Sorry, CT. <laughs> yeah i don't know would you ever move back to colorado no way no, no. see no, see not a chance it, yeah even going back and visiting my grandpa this time I've, it's the same time every same thing every time i yeah, go back yeah. like uh everything is familiar but colorless if that makes a sense like it's it's the same things i always knew but it's just not as vibrant as it used to be if the, and yeah so that's a great get, analogy yeah I, just, I would agree because like my mom and i went to go get ice cream and it was like oh great i love this ice cream but it was like okay same yeah. spot that we go to all the time. Yeah, it was, it's different. How about you? Would you ever move back to Miami, Sydney? No. Uh-huh. But, it, you know, on to his point earlier, um, when he talked about like wanting to go home or when you're feeling down, that guy wanting to go back. Um, I have no desire to go back to Miami. And I've said that a million times. Like, right. I'm never living there again. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this breakup, I like considered it, right? I just want to go home. Yeah. I I don't know how many times I thought that and felt that, even though I know that I don't want to go home. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I, there's nothing for me over there except my friends and my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but that initial feeling of like when you're down of like, just wanting Wanting to to be surrounded by people who've known you all your life. And yeah. there's, there's something, there's comforting. There's something comforting in that. Like someone who, you know, uh, who's seen you at your worst and like, you know, like having your, your mom and dad even take care of you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, can you make me soup? <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. And I've, I've always said this. I have never felt more comfortable. Like whenever I'm on my couch or doing, I always have to be doing something right. And whenever I'm on my mom's couch, I'm okay with not doing anything. Like it's the weirdest but great feeling. And so even when I lived in Providence and I would drive to my mom's or my parents' house, um, it was the only time I felt like I could do nothing. But when I was like, you know, back in my place, I always felt like I had to do something. It's, it's weird. I don't feel like I have to no. do anything. I know you don't. <laughs> if anything, I feel like I have to do something when I visit people so they don't think I'm lazy. But at home, I don't feel like I need to she do just, anything. You know what I'm saying? She's <laughs> so like, you want to come over and help me clean up? <laughs> you want to watch yeah, TV me. while I clean around you? Yeah, which means, hey, do you want to help <laughs> me clean up? Can you help me with laundry? Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah, that's how I've been feeling. Going back and forth talking about, we were talking about passion and, you know, following our dreams. And, you know, one of my old advisors, um, from school told me this one time, he said, you know what, D you have two options. You either still pursue your dream and follow your dreams or you stop. Which one do you want? You know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. Like, you know, you do, you always have an option. It's mm-hmm. either, you know, yes or no, a pursuer or just stop. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't give up. Like, I just, I don't. And I think that's, it's just that it's just how I am. Like whether sometimes it's relationships and maybe I should give up and maybe I should yeah. walk away, you know, but it's like that challenge, like, you know, and I feel like any, everything in my life, I've always, it's always been a challenge because it's then that satisfying to me when I get it, when I, you know, and it's just like, you have to learn sometimes though, especially in relationships that <laughs> it sometimes isn't good for you and you should just turn your back and you should do it for yourself, you know? So and say bye. Bye. <laughs> I love the way you said this. <laughs>
Hey, thanks for listening to Deanna Cruz Unfiltered. Don't forget to leave a review or a five-star rating. Every review helps more people discover the show. And you can find my social media links right above. Follow me. It's just at Deanna Cruz.